0: Welcome to The Experience, sharing insights into the future of customer and employee experiences with Avaya.
1: Welcome back to another episode of The Experience brought to you by Avaya, where we're bringing you thought-provoking conversations with industry leaders, technologists, creators, influencers, and others who are bringing to life the future of experiences. I'm John Colvin, Head of Americas and Global Partner Marketing here at Avaya, and I am your guest host for this episode. On the show today, we have John Lindsay, the Vice President of Channels at Avaya. John is with us today to discuss some of the ways Avaya is enabling partners to innovate without disruption and much, much more. Welcome, John. Where in the world does this podcast find you today? Podcast finds me
0: home, home base, Atlanta, Georgia, today.
1: Tell us a little bit about your personal career journey and when you first became interested in the ways technology can be used to enhance experiences.
0: From a career standpoint, I've been in the business almost 26 years, 26 years and one full head of hair, (laughs) 14 of them in some capacity of a channel's leadership. I'm gonna give you two examples. I'm going to give you a, a long time ago example, and I'm going to give you a recent example. The long time ago example, I was in, actually in high school. I was sitting in my high school library sending an email. This was dial-up. Dial-up email, sending an email to my dad, who happened to be a principal in another school system down the road. And I successfully sent this email, and the librarian comes up to me and she said, why do you want to do that when you could call him? Why do you want to do that when you're going to see him in a couple hours when you get home? And I didn't obviously know at the time what that whole technology phenomenon would be 30 years later. I clearly didn't have that foresight. My librarian clearly didn't have that foresight. But Obviously, that was the beginning of this whole technology revolution that has really changed the way we do everything these days. Most recently, and John, you know this because we talk a lot, but most recently, I completed a real estate transaction last month, and I bought a piece of property out of state. And through technology, I was able to communicate with my agent, I was able to negotiate a deal and execute a contract all when I was in the air at 35,000 feet. So you've gone from this email, why would you do that 30 years ago when, you know, your dad's just down the street to 30 years later, negotiating a real estate contract while in the air. It's fascinating to me that really we're only limited by our imagination when it comes to how technology can improve our experiences. That transaction, no forms, no mailing, no printing, no notaries. We did that in a matter of hours, not days or weeks. So it's kind of exciting to
1: me. It's amazing how fast technology changes. Crazy that we've been... Living through it for many years now, and it's just the beginning in a lot of ways. I got another one for you. You recently celebrated your first year anniversary with Avaya, and I know because we've talked about it, that getting in front of pardons was a personal goal of yours. After one year, how many think you visited so far? I visited with 50 in the first 90
0: days. I'm well into the hundreds by now. Hands down, my favorite part of the job. It was not easy, particularly. Early on, I had a few, as you know, I had a few humbling partner meetings that gave us a very clear mission and a very clear opportunity to begin to return our channel to the center of our business and to begin building a culture within our channel and an environment within our channel where partners want to lead with Avaya. We're well on our way to doing that now. That doesn't happen overnight. But partners are very interested in what we have to say and certainly are encouraging of the journey that we're on. As a channel guy in the room, there's no way we could do this without the support and the engagement of our partners.
1: Sounds like the conversations have changed a lot in the last 12 months. They
0: have, and that's what gets me excited about what the conversations will be like 12 months from now because of the foundation that we've begun to put in place.
1: Part of your responsibilities here to buy are to grow on-premise subscription and cloud revenues through our diverse partner ecosystem. How are we achieving that?
0: The first thing that we did and do regularly was meeting with as many partners as frequently as possible. That gives us a good baseline gave us a good starting point with that 50 partners in 90 days gave us a good foundational baseline of here's where we are the second thing that we did was we studied the data data doesn't lie the numbers don't lie who the partners are where they are how active they are what that sales and revenue trending looked like who's protecting the base who's modernizing the base there was a lot that the data showed us with regards to historical and current partner activity. The third step, and this was probably the most transformational one, was integrating multiple channels into one, which we began to do last summer, and then really sharpening our go-to-market focus for our field cams around the partners who were not only the highest producing, but also the highest potential of all types, agents, TSDs, disties, resellers, service providers. We also have a very talented inside CAM team along with leadership from our distributors. And in a crazy twist, we actually have been able to provide a better level of coverage, investment, attention to partners of all types. Step four is kind of where we are now, and this is striving to be a better partner, driving what I call blistering levels of activity and engagement, being visible, being tied into our partners' businesses, creating demand for our partners, Jointly with your team, John, executing marketing plans, building business plans, understanding where Avaya snaps in to the partner's business and how they make money and differentiate their businesses through Avaya's platforms and solutions. It's a journey for sure, but it started with and continues with a level of partner engagement, voice of the partner, coupled with data, coupled with what I think have been some pretty good decisions around coverage and investment that are really starting to bear
1: fruit. You talked about a lot of different types of partners. Why is it important for a company like Avaya to have that much diversity in their partner ecosystem?
0: I like it to the stock market, right? We want diversity in our stock portfolios too. There's partners of different types, different partners lend different experiences and different capabilities to our program some partners are more apt to pursue enterprise business versus some partners in the mid-market prem cloud hybrid acquisition retention upgrades cross-sell having a healthy contribution across all of those motions is really important the majority of commerce today in north america Is conducted through some sort of channel model. And the same holds true within the IT industry itself. Having a healthy, thriving channel improves our own coverage and reach, speed, and most importantly, scale. We can't be the company that we want to be without a healthy, thriving channel that brings us that scale. The channel is just critical to our strategy.
1: Let's play off of those early days of being in the library and sending uh, emails to your dad (laughs) and talk a little bit about technology. Why do enterprises need innovation without disruption?
0: When I think of a stereotypical enterprise, I think of a complex environment. I think lots of employees spread across different lines of business that are Geographically dispersed, depending on the vertical, depending on the industry, they also could be subject to evolving, changing regulations that are kind of pressed down upon them. One thing that I think is common with everybody is doing more with less, whether it's fewer people or whether it's fewer investment dollars. So we all have to kind of optimize what we do with those people and what we do with those investment dollars, specifically regarding innovation without disruption, the Avaya infrastructure that our customers have used for decades in some cases. It works, it's proven, meets their needs. Battle-tested is the term that we use internally. To undo all that, to rip and replace all of that, would be extremely costly. It would be extremely time-consuming and resource-intensive. It also requires the customers to, in many cases, table or postpone other projects. Innovating with disruptions could bring functionality that customers use and they like with their current infrastructure that might not be available in a future deployment. If they move from prem to cloud, for example, there might be features that they give up. Most importantly, though, John, any sort of project to rip and replace, to implement a new solution, it's got business risk. I mean, think about a hospital situation. Think about a public safety situation. We saw some of the transportation stories that happened over Christmas break. There could be legal and business risk of disruption and downtime and lost business, that an innovation without disruption strategy can help our complex enterprises
1: avoid. Fabulous. How can Avaya help cultivate innovation without disruption? What are we doing? I think we can do it in a, at least three ways.
0: The first way is through Avaya's experience platform. That platform is a cloud-based platform. It's effectively our CCAS offering That sits on top of premise systems, It sits on top of cloud systems, and it sits on top of a hybrid type environment. So if you have a traditional Avaya voice environment, you don't want to disrupt that, but you do want to receive that innovation. The Avaya experience platform could help customers include a chat function or a social function to their contact center without ripping and replacing all of what's underneath in addition there are a couple of different ways to innovate using an infrastructure strategy one way might be with managed services whether customers want to allow avaya to manage some or all of those managed services the other would be private cloud and in the azure environment giving customers their own private cloud instance within azure That delivers a level of automation and efficiency, not to mention the ability to customize, make it your own, and you basically are driving the management and the responsibility of that particular instance. Those are three ways. There's probably more, but those are the the easiest three that come to mind with regards to delivering an innovation without disruption experience for our customers.
1: In your view... What are the differences between adding cloud capabilities to your current on prems platform versus an environment that's built specifically and purposefully for you as a customer?
0: The first difference is one of familiarity, obviously having your existing functionality and delivering innovation over the top. Another might be the ability to move at your own pace, to take one bite at a time of the proverbial elephant moving in that innovation without disruption that hybrid manner allows you to kind of move at your own pace with regards to the environment built just for you i do tend to think of private cloud in that particular instance and of course we can we can do that right in that azure environment as i mentioned there's a level of automation a lot of efficiencies that come with that private cloud offering but Where that really comes to play, I think, is the ability to control your own destiny and customize with a private cloud solution built just for you. You're really in complete control, whether it's downloading patches and updates or customizing what other IT elements your private cloud integrates with. Certainly pros and cons to both. I think what I like the best about the Avaya environment is that there's no right or wrong answer because all of those solutions are under the same roof. What allows us to focus less on the technology, focus more on the outcomes that our customers are trying to
1: achieve. With that in mind, do you think a modern dedicated cloud will power the future in most organizations, say from government To private companies?
0: Not necessarily. Clearly, cloud is where the industry is going and has been for years. And and our clear intention is to be a leader in that space. Public cloud is a great solution for SMB. Public cloud is a great solution for mid-market and many enterprises alike. But I think private has its place too. This private dedicated cloud that you mentioned, where you want that customization, you want that control. I think there's a place for both. And don't count out on-premise because there are still several verticals that are going to lean towards an on-prem solution. Maybe hospitals, maybe K-12 through or government, hospitality because of the whole integration with property management systems. I think there are some rural markets that don't necessarily have that broadband infrastructure that's robust and and built out. To answer your question, I don't think it's going to be just a modern dedicated cloud. I think there's plenty of room for public cloud, which is obviously huge, private dedicated cloud where it makes sense, and certainly on-premise where it makes sense. Through Avaya, our customers
1: and our partners
0: can have access to
1: all of those. How do we as Avaya working with our partners, be able to enable them to engage with customers across multiple touch points.
0: That's the tricky one, but it's also the fun one because there's a million different ways that we can do that. Our executive team, our marketing message, our ongoing partner messaging. There's a high level of engagement there. We've redefined our cam role to be more strategic, to be more At the partners' planning table, understanding how we contribute to their businesses with your team, John, developing campaigns, strategic marketing plans to drive demand. There's a whole series of sales plays that have been built to help partners engage with customers with a series of open ended questions that can create and qualify opportunities for us to work on together. There's improved training, business planning, marketing development funds, increased alignment with our sales teams and our partner teams to go after these opportunities together in a more collaborative, constructive way. There's a whole litany of ways that we are helping. And that doesn't mean that we're there yet, but I do think we're making the right investments in the right places to help our partners to be successful. Because of how critical they are to our strategy.
1: On well, this last question, I'm gonna let you look into your crystal ball and liken back to the days when you were sending that email uh, from the library and have the library inquiry about why. What aspects of developing technology do you think will have the most impact on customer experience in the next few years and why?
0: I'm gonna give you two answers. So obviously, context-center technologies, there's an enormous kager in this. Customer experience economy that we are in, you can tell the companies that have and have not invested, just as consumers, you can tell who has and who has not invested in their customer experience through their contact center and the corresponding platform that's underneath it. I do think as the contact center continues to evolve, this experience economy that we're in. It's not going away. On the one hand, you've got this post COVID environment where the statistics show if you have a bad experience with a particular company, you're going to take your business elsewhere. That's a fact. And then on the other end of the spectrum, and I've got teenage daughters, my kids would rather conduct business online, use social, use chat, use text, all to avoid talking to a person. So the first answer, I think, is just the contact center evolution and the technology that helps make those different channels of engagement to drive outcomes and customer satisfaction and NPS scores and all those things. To me, that's the most obvious answer. The less obvious answer, it's changing fast, but it's just this whole concept of AI. AI is, it's here, it's real, it's evolving fast, it's happening all around us, but having that artificial intelligence understand us as consumers, understand us as businesses, and tailor those experiences specifically to us, obviously it's an evolving technology, but I think it's going to be one that is going to be very, very disruptive to us as we have months and and quarters ahead.
1: John, thanks for your time today. Really enjoyed spending a few minutes with you as we often do. Yeah, I appreciate it. Appreciate the time this morning. Always great to check. Thanks again to John for coming on the show and discussing some of the ways Avaya is enabling partners to innovate without disruption. If you're enjoying this, please be sure to rate the show and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast. I'm your guest host, John Colvin, And this has been the experience brought to you by Avaya, where we share insights into the future of customer and employee experiences.